Put on your seatbelts. We got the keys to the spaceship. It's time to go for a ride. Stay tuned, stay big. It's this new thing for people, and they're sometimes afraid of new things that they don't understand. I'm assuming you enjoy rapping with people like this. I it's love this. This is, this is exactly why I live life. Welcome to the Baker Cast. Sometimes I feel like I'm channeling energy and what I produce are the keys to the spaceship. Aloha, guys. Good to see you out here on the floor, on the streets, doing the grind, yes. getting to witness the function of the whole industry here. I want to tell you, I believe the aliens came down many years ago and infected some monkeys and made us all. Uh, we all came from different different places, and because of that, different things might get us high. Jason Harris here is the seventh apprentice of Bob Snodgrass, and Bob Snodgrass says, Sometimes I feel like I'm channeling energy and what I produce are the keys to the spaceship. Stay tuned, stay baked. I'm Adam Stella. Yeah, the pipe that you make is a key to the spaceship for somebody to get into, so. Shout out to Earl Hill Labs and LBS distribution. Think about it like this, bro. It's a tool to get high. So when you smoke through this thing, you get inspired. It changes your head work. And so I help develop that piece that you got high with. So I have a connection to you somehow. So that's that, 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 that. I love it. I love it. LBS distribution. Founded in 2017 by a group of cannabis entrepreneurs with a goal of creating an efficient supply chain of legal cannabis throughout California. Located in West Sacramento, in the heart of Northern California. Their mission? To connect California's licensed cannabis retailers with the finest cultivators, artisans, and manufacturers that have made the state renowned for high-quality cannabis. From the redwoods forests of Humboldt to the beaches of San Diego, and everything in between, LBS Distribution is your one-stop shop bringing you high-quality cannabis products and reliable service for your dispensary needs. This is the BakerCast, the official Jerome Baker podcast on JeromeBaker.shop. Thank you for listening. I'm Adam Baker. Stay tuned. Stay baked. Please keep out of reach of children and for use by adults 21 years of age and older. Have you tried the new Jerome Baker cannabis yet? This may be one of my favorite episodes, undoubtedly, and I'll tell you why. We're going to start it off with, you couldn't have a better interview in regards to who really influences Jerome Baker. We have Jason Harris of Jerome Baker interviewing Bob Snodgrass himself. That's right, the Wizard of Glass. Bob Snodgrass, thank you for your snotty, that's right. And if you don't know about Bob Snodgrass, I want you to sit back and listen, stay tuned, stay baked. Absorb this wonderful interview with Jason Harris and Bob Snodgrass. Thank you for joining us. Okay, we have Bob Snodgrass on the phone. On a nice Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening in Eugene, Oregon. What was your background in glass blowing? Okay, uh, should I go back before kindergarten when my mom called me her little artist, or does <laughs> glass bubbles with the alcohol lamp from my Gilbert chemistry set count? <laughs> as far as you want to go. Our freshman year, we learned how to bend small millimeter rod and tubing in a Bunsen burner, and when the chemistry teacher left the room, we'd roast marshmallows on glass stirring rods. Where was this? Uh, Hartville, Ohio, way, way long ago. <laughs> so it has something to do with Dominic Labino? Oh, he was up in the other end of the state. He was up around uh, Toledo. Anyhow, uh, it was more like uh, 
what was I doing when I really entered into glass as part of my life? And uh, I guess I was working a straight day job and trying to find the artist inside. By night, my wife and I had a candle factory in our uh, kitchen. We consigned and sold candles all over local stores. One Memorial Day, Marie and I took off and hitchhiked down to Gatlinburg, Tennessee from Akron just to see how they made their candles. My day job was at a gasket and shim company and some days I ran a punch press. Most days I was operating a large heat treatment unit. Wow. Fire. <laughs> or by gas glass pit, that, uh, not glass, just gas pit that uh, heat copper rings in and anneal and uh, soften the copper for stretching. I also cast a lot of small lead pieces into brass laminates and ran a machinist surface die grinder. Some of the copper filings I made with that grinder were less than a hundred thousandths of an inch. Wow. Like liquid. Wow. But enough of those to my friend Chuck, who had been working part-time learning glass to blend into clear glass, thinking we were going to make something like Goldstone. Uh-huh. No Goldstone here. We did produce red glass rods. We were excited. We started to run out of propane. The color of the rod went from a opaque red to a transparent green. Wow. That was our first glass mystery. <laughs> we later learned that the chemistry of the flame went from reducing to oxidize and cause a violent swing in the copper and changing how the glass and copper bonded. This type of experimenting later led me to create a small palette of color that I would use as highlights on my glass. And that was probably what led me into it, was I went from working in a machine-type shop uh -huh. to working part-time with Chuck, and then from there. Was there like one revelation that happened that turned you, that, that you knew that it, you were going to change careers and move into glass? When I first saw glass pipes, I've been smoking herb about a year. I knew just what they were for. All kinds of joint holders, chillums, and several styles of pipe made a shiny, sparkly, clear glass. <laughs> I love it. I love it. In a basement shop window on North Hill in Akron, Ohio, and that was 1971, the sun was just at the right angle to let them shine in all their glory. Bumps and ridges of clear glass applied in 3D patterns sparkled back at me. Down the steps and in I went. A fellow with a beret was sitting at a torch working. He said he'd be with me in a minute. I asked him to wait. I wanted to see what he was up to. I introduced myself and said, he said most cats around here call him Chuck Murphy. I asked him if he wanted to smoke a doobie. Found out we had a lot in common and soon I was stopping in the shop on my way home from my regular job. Had some of my candles on consignment in Chuck's shop. One day Chuck said he was planning a wholesale trip to Youngstown, Ohio and Pittsburgh, PA and asked if I wanted to take my candles along. And then from there, it was like every weekend we were out and uh, we had cities like Ann Arbor, Lansing, Detroit, Columbus, Dayton, Cincinnati, of course Akron, Cleveland, Toledo, Kent, went to Parkersburg, West Virginia once and all the way over to Washington, D.C. So we got around. Then Chuck said, you know where the shops are. How about you take the glass next time? <laughs> Wasn't very long I came back with the biggest order Chuck had ever had. 
Next day I showed up. He said, orders like this aren't easy. And we walked into the shop. There were two torches set up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But Chuck said to me when he lit my torch the first time, this is what my teacher said, fire burns and glass cuts. My introduction. Yeah, that's something you better take home, take to the bank with you. I want to I wanna go back here and I want to ask you more about you. We know you're a legend. You've taught, I, I don't know, what, thousands of people? I don't think I've gone that far. I've maybe demoed in front of thousands, but probably only a few hundred people have come to my studio or taken a class from me in uh, some other situation. I can speak for myself. I know it's kind of like a, a pilgrimage for a, a glass artist to get to you. So I'd imagine there's there's X amount of people that just come to you to get to get lessons, correct? It seems to be, yes, correct. So right now, there seems to be a, a big industry beyond you know the teaching and the students and all that stuff. There's the industry with the pipes. Um, there's a lot of politics around the industry. Is there Anything that's annoying or frustrating to you within the glass industry? Uh, see, I don't really see it as a glass industry. I kind of see it more like the trade show industry that... Uh, the MMJ or the cannabis industry, correct? The smoke shop industry, yes, has, has created us as an industry where I think we're still thousands of individual glass blowers and... I guess there is an industry, and like I said, if it, if it is an industry, it's the child of the, sm of the smoke shop trade shows. Uh -huh. That industry, to me, isn't an industry. It's some working in co-op shops, small and large, some working in workshop mills and never getting to experiment, cranking out product. Yep. Many just working in their own space, maybe with a friend or two, producing whatever they create a market for. Yep. <clears throat> let's see. Think, thinking about this, you know, let, let's let's call it a um, a, a, a movement or a, or a lifestyle or a, I don't know whatever we're calling it. Um, there's it, now it's become global. There's Germans involved, Czechs, uh, Japanese, uh, South America. There's a lot of, of actual flame workers from all over the world now that you know you've touched in some way, shape, or form. Do you think the Americans are still the superior? Uh, uh, flame workers are pipe makers right now? Yeah, our American artist superior. I believe we are. Yes, we really are. <laughs> I've always believed in sharing information. Some of that openness rubbed off on the people in the field. Yep. Sometimes an openness or sharing of an idea helps create a larger idea. Don't you think? Yeah, I fully agree. Now there's glass shows and competitions in cities all around North America and traveling glass carnival, visiting shops and blowing glass. One of the big stops is here in Eugene, of course. And we have a glass school, several co-op studios that feature classes. We have Cornerstone Glass that hosts several events. We've got Glass Stock. This year, the ASGS is going to be there. That's the Scientific Glass Blowers Society. There's an annual convention for them, and they're going to do it here. And the famous DFO is going to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really good American events for sure. So with all these events, we end up sharing a lot more. So one time I was at a world competition in Vegas. You were there. Uh, one t 
team ran short of material. A competitor, yeah, a competitor gave Anita glass. I was sitting with Carl Ittig. Carl's a friend of ours, fifth generation glass blowing lamp worker. Carl said, you'd never see that in Europe. <laughs> okay, now let's switch gears for a second out of the, um, the competitiveness of the, of the globe, global artists and focus in on the American, um, the laws. Has the fact that the, the glass pipes are deemed illegal, has that ever bothered you? Well, when it comes to legislation, that's not my job, of course. Of course I've felt some kind of concern. I hope legislation catches up and leaves our cake laws off the books and uh, we, we move in a proper direction towards lining up with the cannabis legalities. And that kind of led into the to that next question of it's it's possible that, that pot may become legal, um, especially there in Oregon, um, before glass pipes. We're, we're actually looking at Oregon um, um, going over and, and going ahead and becoming legal in November, and um, glass pipes still would not be legal at that point. What, what, is there any thoughts on that? I hope they treat it like the blue laws of back east, because those, they just wait until their time runs out take them off the books forever without having to go through legislation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm hoping that's what happens. I have no idea. Okay, let's move over to the next subject of um, the uncolored glass, the scientific stuff. Um, this is becoming uh, a real popular movement right now since, uh, since about 2005. Do, you know, do you do you do you recognize that, and uh, and what do you think about that? How it's all kind of switched? Yeah, um, it, it exists. Uh, uncolored movement resembles scientific apparatus, and that's where you work at a procedure to do the least distortion to a piece as possible, so that you can produce the really clean lines and crisp appearance. Now, I'm kind of a flowers guy, and. On that, I make pieces that are for that. I work glass, I make it multi-layered, I include layers of silver and gold, reduce it to a molten gob, work on the edge of out of control, and then restore the shape to something I'd like. That's absolutely true, and that's what everybody loves about you most, man. So, um, you know, don't don't change a goddamn thing about you. What a blessing it is, you know what I mean? I saw you go up and down, you know what I mean? Now you're doing what you love. And so you guys are the front line of this weed thing. Warning, please keep out of reach of children. And for use by adults 21 years of age and older. Okay, now I wanna, I wanna ask you, in, in terms of, of glass blowing as a, or glass as an artistic medium, in where, where we are right now today, you are leveled with, you know, the Dale Chihulis or the um, or, or or the top guys in the world that touch glass. You are one of them. Do you feel that you have a stigma on your zone in that rainbow because you're the guy making the pipes made used for pot, or how do you feel about that? Stigmas come and go, and maybe one of these days there'll be road shows, and our stuff will be more popular than anything else out there. I don't know. I may have been sabotaged on one prestigious donation I gave when the flyer came to me. It came to the right address with my name spelled right on the envelope, but where it said that uh, I'd made the donation, it said, Bob, a naughtiness. This <laughs> naughtiness, you know, what, what? 
Oh, that's awesome. Funny thing, so it, it'll just come and go, but it doesn't really hurt, you know, or interrupt. I'm, I'm not going to ever be a Chifuli. Let's talk about right now of the of the the modern flock of pipe makers going on right now. Um, what are the what are the guys that that most impress you right now, or who are the guys that most impress you? Too many of them. It's like uh, an overwhelming question. I, I just got done looking at a bunch of pictures from things at Gas. That's overwhelming. And I think we've already became too big a field for anybody to say this is the coolest or this is the greatest right now, unless somebody comes out with glass that walks and talks for you. Uh, I, I don't have an answer who I, who I would imply. I, I think most of the good artists are on both coasts. Uh -huh. It seems like they gravitate towards that way. This Northwest seems to pull a lot more, though. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. From Bellingham down, shoot, uh, Smoky Point down, I've, I've been to studios and just really hard-pressed to say what's the best or who's the best. It's It's... Everybody's got a little niche, and there's a lot of beautiful work out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. LBS Distribution, re-upping California. LBS Distribution was founded in 2017 by a group of cannabis entrepreneurs with the goal of creating an efficient supply chain of legal cannabis throughout California. Located in West Sacramento, in the heart of Northern California. The mission is to connect California's licensed cannabis retailers with the finest cultivators, artisans, and manufacturers that have made the state renowned for high-quality cannabis. From the Redwoods Forest of Humboldt to the beaches of San Diego and everything in between, LBS Distribution is your one-stop shop bringing you high-quality cannabis products and reliable service for your dispensary needs. This is the BakerCast, the official Jerome Baker podcast, JeromeBaker.shop. Make sure to tune in. Cannabis Talk 101. In this article, if you could pass on a good piece of advice, one good piece of advice to the entire smoking culture that is reading this, what would you what would you try to pass on? Oh, tilt your pipe 90 degrees. Light your lighter so the flint dust doesn't go in the bowl. Flame goes straight up. Turn the pipe sideways. That'd be a good one. As far as the artists and those that are starting out, I think lamp working's kind of like falling in love. And uh, if there's any beginners, I'd tell them to read a few books, take a couple classes from people they think are really good, and patience. Make quality work. Don't try to produce. Let it flow. Make a product that matches your skills, and your skills will improve. The more complicated pieces will come along. Uh, like playing a musical instrument, it's more the practice, the better you get. At least you hope so. As far as an industry idea, I don't, I don't know. I still don't consider us an industry. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. There's a lot of people that are a lot more organized than I am, and of course they, they might have that business sense to consider it an industry. I have I have one more written question, and then I'm going to have a question of my own. But the one written question was, um, what do you think your legacy is going to be after all this? Okay, here's a new word I heard on television: cooperation. Is that a good one? I love it. I, I think that's how how it goes. Uh, 
the more we cooperate, the more we compete, uh, the better we're going to produce things. So cooperation, that's my legacy. It seems like a good fit. Okay, so, so the question that I want to add is, um, I just wanted to explain to the, the readers, there was a story you told me years ago about why these pipes are coming out of you and maybe you're channeling them and maybe they could be used for the key to a um, spaceship. I did say that. I told you the story. <laughs> you want to give a quick little glimpse of it? I think you just said it all. Sometimes I feel like I'm channeling energy and what I produce are the keys to the spaceship. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's the coolest. Okay, so after stumbling on fuming, I researched and found no mention of it in any of the references that I could find. And uh, I was fuming and adding layers of clear glass and melting it down and building it up and melting it down and producing pictures with lines and dots and precious metals. And this new style produced beautiful effects, especially when you smoked at them and a dark background got behind it. The light bounced back at you and appeared to change the color of the glass. I was truly impressed. I said to myself, this technique will raise the bar on lamp working. Uh -huh. And that's when I decided to learn all I could to teach. And over the years, I've taken classes on health and safety, equipment, even speech classes to better impart what I know of this field to whoever I'm teaching. And that's it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's compelling for sure. All right, Bob. I appreciate your time. And thank you, Jason. Be seeing you soon. All right, bro. We'll talk soon. Aloha. Thanks again. What a blessing it is. You know what I mean? I saw you go up and down. You know what I mean? Now you're doing what you love. And so you guys are the front line of this weed thing. This is the Baker Cast. I am Adam Stiller. Make sure to check us out. DromeBaker.shop. It's this new thing for people. And they're sometimes afraid of new things that they don't understand. I'm assuming you enjoy rapping with people like this. I it's love this. This is, this is exactly why I look like. Welcome to the Baker Cast. Sometimes I feel like I'm channeling energy and what I produce are the keys to the spaceship. Aloha, guys. Good to see you out here on the floor, on the streets, doing the grind, yes. getting to witness the function of the whole industry here. I want to tell you, I believe the aliens came down many years ago and infected some monkeys and made us all. Uh, we all came from different different places, and because of that, different things might get us high. Jason Harris here is the seventh apprentice of Bob Snodgrass, and Bob Snodgrass says, Sometimes I feel like I'm channeling energy, and what I produce are the keys to the spaceship. Yeah, the pipe that you make is a key to the spaceship for somebody to get into. So Think about it like this, bro. It's a tool to get high. So when you smoke through this thing, you get inspired. It changes your head work. And so I helped develop that piece that you got high with, so I have a connection to you somehow. So that's that, 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 I love it, I love it, I love it. Yes, we are back for another episode, of course, the Baker cast. AquadelicSwimwear.com that's right, Aquadelics puts the art in party. Made with Aloha and Paradise. Our colorful swimsuits are true works of art. Specializing in handmade bikinis and board shorts. These products have been made to be worn wet or dry, depending on your unique modern needs. The fast drying durable microfiber and polyester fabric use allows for any overall water, sweat resistant, party, or active options. 
We strive to make everything in the USA support our local community of economy. Each piece of swimwear is an artist creation of personal expression from Jaminon Incorporated. Printed, tie-dyed, defined, vibrant, bold colors that bring out a glow of beauty and wellness to your beach or outdoor experience. Inspired by the array of colors of the Hawaiian island of Maui, the bright reef life down under to the surreal living rainbows are complemented on the surrounding land from above. We welcome you to our unique swimwear enchanted of enhancing your water resistant experience today. Visit aquadelics.com. I'm Adam Steller, and you are listening to the Baker Cast. Put on your seatbelts. We got the keys of the spaceship. It's time to go for a ride. Stay tuned, stay big.